Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we're joined all the way from Hamburg, Germany by Vlad Yashin. Something I like to do during conversations is ask the question to guests what they're most curious about recently. And for me, something I'm really curious about lately is how we use data in the information age that we live in. What is data? Can anything be data? And how can we use it to make better decisions in the future for ourselves and also for the, the general public good? Vlad is a self-taught data scientist and quite an interesting individual. We talk about a number of subjects, including Hamburg, data science, and travel. You can follow him on Instagram at Vlad Yashin. You can also read his writing on Medium. Again, Vlad Yashin. All right, let's begin. This is a great episode. All right. Welcome yeah. to Rich Conversations. Today is, uh, is going to be an excellent episode. We have a data scientist here named Vlad Yashin, and he's all the way in Hamburg, Germany. Welcome to the show. Yo, um, thank you, Rich, for invitation. Um, yeah. Nice to see you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Talking to a data scientist, I feel like data scientists are very curious people, but the way they explore the world is through like information and numbers in a way um, exactly. and, and things like that so it's it's really cool why don't you give yeah. a brief introduction of yourself yeah sure um uh so my name is vlad uh, uh i'm from belarus by birth um i i was grown up in in belarus uh and lived till i turned um 18 and uh you know, was 18, I moved to Germany, to Hanover, uh, for my um, bachelor, bachelor of Science in uh, uh, Technical Economics. Yeah, and um, then after Hanover, I moved to uh, Hamburg, and since 2018, I live in, in um, Hamburg, and uh, I'm still enrolled student, but I work as a data scientist part-time. Uh, we have like a, a term here, back student. It's like um, kind of uh, a student job for uh, 20 hours per, per week at maximum. Okay. Yeah, and I'm working at Evernate, um, big company um, as a data scientist. Yeah, <clears throat> so basically that's um, who I am. Uh, I'm very curious uh, in all different ways. Uh, I like to explore um, the world as well. And um, yeah, actually on this point, the, the, I would like to express gratitude to my parents because parents, my parents and grandparents, because they uh, gave me that kind of, um, you know, they rose me up really in a very, very, very good way. And um, uh, that's, the thing I most appreciate it most um, by now. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like your family helps you kind of pursue or figure out what you are passionate about? Exactly. Uh, because uh, the, the city where I'm from, mm -hmm. uh, we're like very traditional, I would say. Okay. And it's not very common that people go outside the country. To, to study abroad or to work abroad or um, doing whatever, like abroad the country. <clears throat> uh, it, it has diff different reasons, but um, yeah, my people are, were, my, my, my parents are really supportive. And that's um, that very, that's a very important thing in terms of um, development um, of a personality. So, yeah. That's great to hear. That's really interesting um mm -hmm. it's very interesting tell me more about growing up in belt belarus belarus yeah yeah, yeah. it's like uh, an eastern european country correct exactly exactly um the country um it's located between poland and russia and ukraine lithuania <clears throat> in in northern and um yeah uh we are very hospitable people we are really very uh open-minded people uh, and uh, we have really um in in our language we say like warm uh heart 
to, okay. to, to another people, to, to foreigners, um, uh, and even between ourselves. Uh, we are very traditional, I would say. Uh, it, and it, I've noticed it only when I came to Germany, how traditional um, are we? Like, okay. and, um, and it, yeah, it has a lot to do with our history and uh, it's not only positive. It, we have like some bad examples as well of bad traditions uh, to my mind. And yeah, uh, also, uh, I don't know, uh, people don't speak English that well in Belarus. Okay. So uh, everyone learns English, but be because of lack of experience abroad or like with um, um, external, uh, let's say external um, companies from, from, from okay. abroad. Yeah. Um, they don't speak English pretty well, but we are very skillful technically. So the best in Belarus. Engineer, yeah. The best engineer, not the best, but like on average engineers, all the programmers, all the computer scientists, all the data scientists or whatever, like really high skilled. Maybe it's because we have to crack everything, uh, just not to pay for something, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, th yeah. That's uh, that's how it. Uh, that's how, <laughs> that's how it usually it. starts. Exactly, and then when you start cracking and say, "Oh, okay, it works," and then you go further and further and further, and uh, at, at a specific point, um, you reach some um, some kind of um, you know this um, imagination, this um, mindset of. Uh, deconstructing things uh yeah. in in a, in a very little pieces and uh, the same can be applied to problem uh, solving for example you have a yeah. big problem and then you deconstruct the problem into small pieces so that it's not a huge problem anymore and that's what i've seen in belarus uh, and i don't see that much for example in germany that the the, 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 big, the biggest point interesting yeah. Uh, you mentioned the history of Belarus. Yeah. Who are, who are like, what are like three names of people that are very highly revered there, like historical figures? <sighs> historical figures. Uh, it's a pretty painful theme, but I would say um, uh, Kastus Kalinowski. Okay. It's uh, a pretty, uh, pretty popular person. Um, Janka Kupala is a writer. Uh, and uh, if we name typical Belarusian, uh, probably Vladimir Karatkevich as well. It's also um, a writer. Uh, yeah, but we don't have that much uh, historical, like that much historical um, personalities that are really like well known, well known for, for yeah for for other countries. So so you've been living in Hamburg now. Did you yeah. say since twenty eighteen? Since uh, twenty eighteen, yeah, for yeah. four years. So what's what's it been like in Hamburg, especially going from where you're from to there? Well, um, it's uh, a big story actually. Uh, when I was at school and I had to um, find um, to have, I had to find some some kind of occupation or something I'm I'm driven to, mm -hmm. um, and I understood that I want to go out for some experience. I want to uh, broaden my you know um, my um, horizon and and um, see how people live in different countries uh, all over the world, or at least like gain this experience uh, from people who live on average better than um, Belarusians in terms okay. of in economical terms, let's say. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I've just um, started to watch on the Globus um, and Germany, I've asked my parents, hey, um, I wanna study in Germany for like, I don't know, bachelor's or master's or, uh, whatever and um, yeah they supported me um, they said yeah good decision let's go and uh, for my father it was pretty easy uh, and he was very supportive but my mother was 
like saying all the time, hey, you're going to Germany, why? What, 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 what did you forget over there? Like, yeah. and it, it was um, uh, pretty, uh, yeah, but uh, back to Hamburg. Um, it's pretty, um, people are different, definitely, uh, uh, than, than the Russians, where uh, people are uh, on average colder. Okay. Uh, it means that people um, keep the distance all the time. Uh, and um, that's uh, very interesting in terms of um, social um, construct. For example, um, you cannot make some friends within like a month here because people keep the distance and you go outside to drink some beers, you, you enjoy time somewhere uh -huh. partying or studying or whatever. But um, it's a very um, it's a very difficult way to be close to a person. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, and it's exactly the opposite in in, in Belarus. Like we're a bit more open-minded, and if we say like it's easier to get connected to a person uh, in Belarus rather than in Hamburg. Yeah, um, um, they are pretty straightforward, I would say. Okay. Um, so if they don't like you, they say we don't like you. <laughs> no, but but it, it's it's um, a good thing to um, to learn also um, for me, for example, because in my culture we cannot say no. Mm. We say yeah, yeah, I will help you, even if you are tired, if you are if you are broken or you have no time, no money, yeah, nothing. You know, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll help you. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's a bit. Uh, it's about self care. In the first uh -huh. line, to find this, um, to find this um, border between um, really okay, I can help, or no, I want to stay at home and 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 do do my stuff and I know um, cure myself from something. So, what uh, what are the differences between Hamburg and other German cities? Uh, oh. Uh, as I've mentioned, people are colder in the northern. Maybe it's because because of lack of sun. Uh, okay. And people in the Munich, for example, in the south, are more open-minded and more similar to Belarusian people. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, um, I don't know. In general, Germans drink, for example, a lot of beer. They have a lot of good beer here. Uh, <laughs> they, I don't know. They. Um, yeah, it's uh, actually not that much differences, maybe some dialects uh, within Germany. Okay. Um, yeah, but not that much or like uh, so that I've noticed. Yeah, I feel like uh, Munich, Munich seems different than Berlin and Hamburg. Berlin and Hamburg seem very uh, commercial yeah. oriented. Sorry my, my, sorry, my internet connection. Oh, is, yeah. It seems like Berlin and Hamburg are more commercial driven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How would you describe Berlin? What do you think of Berlin? Berlin, it's... Um, uh, Berlin is not a German. It's not Germany at all. So like international? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Berlin is... Uh, if you, if you want to visit um, Germany, mm -hmm. like real Germany, and you visit only Berlin, it's not the same. It's not the case. It's more international. It's more uh, diverse. It's more uh, uh, more people speak English rather than German. Okay. In Berlin, people are more um, I don't know um, are more yeah more international from all over the world, and um, that's um, for example completely different story rather than um for example if you visit some some countryside area in in uh, bavaria in, in like close to munich somewhere in out completely different so yeah um, that's that's it basically also this um the scene in in in, in berlin is uh, a bit different rather than in hamburg for example so uh more um restaurants that serve uh, some international food, uh, more, um, you know, 
international activities rather than typical German some activities, let's say. Yeah, that's how I would describe it. What would and, you say Hamburg is best known for? Uh, okay, that's a pretty good question. Uh, definitely it's uh, um, Hamburg's port. Yeah, it's like the biggest port in Europe, right? Yeah. Or in the EU. Yeah. 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 Uh, very beautiful port uh, with a lot of ships and containers. And and um, um, there are a lot of, um, not festivals, but a lot of um, activities and some uh, cool stuff um, around. Also, um, Elb Philharmonie. It's a big um, philharmonic uh, also in the port. Probably if you Google Hamburg, uh, the first picture you will see uh, is um, Elb Philharmonie. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that right now. <laughs> okay. Oops. I'll Google it as well, just to make it sure that. Yeah, the first thing the uh, Elb Philharmonie. Yes, exactly. Like a building with very, very weird rooftop. It's like wavy. Yeah, it's rooftop. wavy and it's glass and. Yeah, but it looks great. It looks wow, great. that really sticks out. It really stands out. Yeah. Yeah, the architecture is so cool. And a lot of your photos on Instagram, like it just, oh, they look so cool. It's so different than what I'm used to. It's It's more like. I don't know, like a little bit more gray and cobblestoney, and everything's a little bit tighter together. Uh, yes, uh, it's a bit more. Um, I would say um, grand um, and 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 small. Yeah. Compa comparing to um, Chicago, for example, because I've recently uh, googled uh, how Chicago looks like, and it's completely different. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, another world. So yeah, and um, actually, uh, Hamburg is pretty gray because there is almost no sunlight here okay it's always rainy or foggy or um, cloudy and it's uh, it's pretty painful when you live here i would say because like for, uh, for, for, for me for example i prefer more cold weather rather than very hot weather okay but for many people here it's a big big issue to live when you see no sunlight at all yeah like maybe I don't know, fifty days of clear sunlight per year or seventy. I don't know, really not as much. Where yeah. do people in Hamburg go to vacation if they want like a warm vacation? Sorry, people in Hamburg. Where do they go to vacation if they want like a warm sunny vacation? In Hamburg, um, uh, I guess on a on a Elbe beach. It's like a city beach within a city. Where is some, it? Uh, Elbstrand, uh, the name in in, uh, in German. It's a beach uh, in front of a port, actually. So you got a, a beach there in Hamburg that people yeah, yeah. go to? Okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah, and uh, people... Some people oh, I see it. You got like, like all the containers and... Uh... Things yes. sticking out in the water yeah it's exactly in front of it like i don't know 200 300 meters away from from from, from big containers and docks and stuff so it's uh but it's pretty interesting scene so you uh, when you lay on the beach you see a lot of uh interesting like um, um ships with some uh, containers on them and you try to guess like where yeah. where is it from like china or taiwan or us or whatever so it's oh, pretty, interesting. pretty fun yeah or um, some parks. Uh, people go take some grills, beers, and uh, sit in the parks and enjoy the weather, play some volleyball or football. Yeah. So if, if someone had one day to spend in Hamburg, what would you have them do? Recommend um, them. OK. Um, I would say uh, in the first line, visit Happen City. It's um, a very beautiful place in a port where you can find um, a lot of uh, cool um, architecture buildings, like really 
um, good architecture um, that was um, constructed and, and designed by uh, young engineers from, from, from the university. So it looks really nice. The landscape architecture is cool too. Yes, 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 yes. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Um, then probably uh, visit Repaban at night. It's the main party street. With yes, of, I was going to ask you about, about yeah, this. a lot of lot of pubs and a lot of uh, cafes and um, clubs and stuff. So, so it's really uh, it was really nice before Corona started. Yeah, and then everything died out for almost two years. And since I don't know, I guess since one month, uh, they are more or less opened. Okay but it's not the same as it was before with a lot of uh, international tourists and, and yeah. people people shout and scream. And I was working actually on the Ripperbahn for okay. four months in a hostel on the reception. That was uh, not the most horrible, but one of the most horrible experiences <laughs> I've, I've, I've ever had. So, uh, and um, basically my, um, my boss, uh, put me almost always um, on the weekend. So it was okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where the most uh, crazy people moved in and moved out. Mm -hmm. And um, it was insane. Basically, um, Friday evening, a lot of people from England, from London, from uh, Birmingham, Manchester, move in. They, okay. they come um, and come to reception, say, hey, where can, can we buy beer? I say, yeah, here's a store like over the street, across the street, and you go and like five minutes. Ten minutes later, they come with a, like a big box of beer, I don't know, 20 bottles or 30 bottles. And they were three or four um, guys. They come back. 20 minutes later, they ask, uh, oh, but where can we buy more beer? Because um, it was um, almost empty in this store. And they, it, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's the, 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 the most the most the most insane people uh were english i would say okay like uh, it was um who's was, after english who's who are the wildest after english the, the, the wildest i would say um probably uh u.s people america u.s do you get a lot of u.s people there uh not that much but uh, i like compare compare comparing to another um countries uh, Americans were the rowdiest. Yeah, top, top two, yeah. They they were really, <laughs> they were they were really loud. Is the uh, I had a question. I'm a big Beatles fan. Is the Star Club still there on on the strip? Yes. Yeah, really. Uh, and it's <clears throat> Beatles place in front of uh, Rosa Freiheit. It's like a street with a lot of clubs and public houses, <clears throat> and um, it's um, yeah, it's a nice place. A lot of tourists. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> A lot of tourists all the time over there. Yeah. Very cool. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Okay. What what then sparked your interest in data science? <clears throat> Sorry? What sparked your interest ah, okay. in data science? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, late 20... 19, I started working in a solar startup. Um, they were doing some um, leasing. Um, they were actually developing a business model of leasing of solar panels. Okay. Not, not selling them, but leasing them like in a rate. Okay. And I started to work as a data analyst. Um, um, I was studying... Um, I started um, working as a data analyst, doing some, uh, you know, dashboards or rep, um, reports to my uh, to my management team. Okay. And um, after that, I was using like simple tools like Excel, SPSS, and um, I don't know MATLAB a bit. But then I understood that um, it's pretty easy to uh, um, achieve the limit where you will be uh, like on top. Okay. And there is nothing above it. There's no meaning like above. Excel. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, sure. And I've started to think more in terms of how to be more um, fundamental. Okay. In the sphere of data analysis, because uh, it 
inspired me so much to see uh, to, to predict the future actually actually the, the the main point was for me to predict the future because um, data doesn't lie if and okay good data that doesn't lie okay we, we had a lot of we had a lot of um, um, problems with untidy data where we had like really some bad uh, aggregated data and it was almost impossible to work with okay but um, yeah and I've started to dive deeper and 2020 early 2020 after my trip to Norway I will tell you um, later about it uh, I've started um, doing some programming I, I had zero experience with programming and with uh, um, computer science as it on its own okay uh, one of my best friends um, in Belarus um, hi Nikita I, I I think you will watch it uh, <laughs> uh, yeah um, he he was my coach or like kind of mentor okay. and he was um, helping me um, get better in data science with programming and he, he was always there to, to answer my questions uh, and um, when the lockdown started and we had no classes, we had no, um, actually, basically I was close in my room for almost half a year. Oh, nice. That's, uh, yeah, it was tough. It, it was first lockdown on, on March, 2020. And, uh, we were doing gym outside, um, here it was, it was pretty fun, but, um, I started to work so hard. I, I don't know. I, I worked every week. Uh, almost without uh, any days off for uh, 12 hours a day 13 hours a day just like um diving deeper into data science and how it works and uh, some basic programming and some um, uh, more uh, advanced statistics and math and and so on and so on and so on and um yeah after after a year i got the job in in data science so basically uh, within a year i i have managed to transit to complete a new sphere like with almost zero skills and the wow. lockdown yeah and, and a lockdown is the biggest um the biggest thing that helped me actually wow so that's interesting so you you took advantage of the time and uh, yeah. lack of lack of um i don't want to say distractions but like you're forced to just do something with your time and you use it to better yourself and uh increase your mm. knowledge about a field right uh yes uh like to my mind um if you want to be good at something or if you want to learn something um, there are two main points you have to think about it's like uh motivation and it's a question like why you do it like why you wake up every day what's your purpose why 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 you wake up like yeah. uh what's the reason and um the second point is the uh, discipline hmm. uh, because you can be very motivated you can have like plenty of ideas but if you get distracted every friday like by your friends mm -hmm. who are partying all the time so it's nothing so it has no no future all your ideas so and yeah just you apply these rules to lockdown and started um, doing my thing. So, yeah, we I experienced my own lockdown in Chicago, and I I thought in a similar vein as you. It's like okay, well, I gotta I gotta stay motivated and disciplined. Like just because the circumstances have changed doesn't mean that I now get knocked off the path that I was going on. Like you have to stay focused. Yeah. Absolutely. What's the difference between a like data analyst and a data scientist? Um, uh, okay, so uh, the difference between data science and data um, analysis, it's data science is more fundamental. When we talk about data science, we're talking also about uh, AI and about machine learning and deep learning and some uh, more um, more let's say um futuristic stuff and okay. data analysis is more uh, more about the automation of processes about um some 
yeah, it's data analysis. So it's uh, more uh, like on the side uh, from from AI and all these topics. So it's more more really about like analyzing. Okay, what will be our sales prediction for okay. next? I don't know next month. That's it. Point. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest difference I would say because okay. data data analyst doesn't require that much programming skills in my eyes. And, okay, got it. And data science is a bit more complex and a bit more um yeah that's why a bit more interesting because yeah. it has variety of variety of um specializations and it's actually the biggest point that i think that data science will be in general with a, like in let's say next five to ten years more specialized because all the companies are looking for specific people because they have a lot of data and they have no idea what to do with this data. And all the data scientists um, has to be more specialized in, in specific topics. Let's say if you like music, mm -hmm. really a big fan of music, listening, you listen to music every time, all the time, and you're a data scientist and you want to work at Spotify, for example. So then you have to get a very strong fundamental understanding of how music works on a really technical deep level. And moreover, you have to gain a lot of skills in math, statistics, uh, algebra, some calculus, probability, and so on and so on and so on. And this combination, that's a data scientist. Uh, and that's how I see it developing, let's say in next five, 10 years. So there is no common term for data scientist. Okay. It can be like really literally everything. So in the infra information age that we live in, what, what do you see the role of data scientists being? And like, how do you see it evolving over like 20 years? Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe five to 10 years. Okay. Um, so to my mind, um, where I'm from, it's, um, Without, like, for example, about AI um, in in my childhood, it's somewhere I don't know, not in our lifetime. Uh, it will come later, maybe in 80, 100 years, two hundred years. Yeah, yeah. In Belarus, when I was a child, it was okay. like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. And by now, it's a part of our everyday life. It's everywhere. It's basically. Um, all your recommendations on Amazon, on Netflix, on Spotify, it's AI. Uh, Self-driving cars, um, it's AI. Uh, basically everywhere. And uh, it will be a part of our life for in the next 20 years, for sure. Even more and more. And in different spheres, like from e-commerce to um, healthcare or to I don't know um, automation or automotive industry like everywhere um, I think um, biotechnology is a big uh, point where a lot of uh, AI and data science will be used to gain information about like your your health conditions and trying to predict some diseases you can have or some genome um, operation so in this sphere and i think that a lot of professions will die out but i think way more will appear with the help of ai and data science um yeah can you can you define ai like i feel like a lot of us we hear about ai but what exactly is you know like okay ai okay um so um, in my eyes and like my definition, AI is, uh, uh, give me a second. I'll try to formulate it in English because I didn't speak English for a long time. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so um, basically AI, it's uh, nothing else than um, computer who learns 
on a data to uh, to predict some values, to cluster some uh, some results, and base on 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 a basis of this uh, result of these predictions, try to um, implement some solutions, let's say, or try to um, you know um, going further and further. So uh, basically, the, the, to my mind, the best example of AI as a complex system is a computer vision, uh, computer vision uh, system of Tesla, uh, autopilot. That's the best, uh, the best example of AI and what is, what is it all about? Have, so you, it's have you, have you uh, rode in a Tesla before? Yeah, once in, in, in Norway. What did, what did you think? Uh, nice car, smooth, very smooth, very silent. Like it's, you, 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 you don't hear it at all. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. And um, it's very high tech, I would say. Very high tech in, compar in comparison to, to, another, to another cars. Do you do you think how far away do you think Europe is from having like automated cars? With all the bureaucracy here and all these uh, because it's it's a hell. The the yeah. bureaucracy here is a hell. Every decision should be like um, thought 25 times through, like mm -hmm. really very careful and then i would say 15 years 15 20, yeah but do we have the technology for it right now uh, uh basically we have the point is um that ai uh, there is no for for, for example for self-driving cars mm -hmm. uh, there should be almost zero probability of a failure and yeah. that's what we don't achieve right now with the self-driving cars. And I'm not speaking about Tesla. I'm speaking about other companies as Mercedes or BMW or whatever. Mm -hmm. Basically, um, the the um, failure uh, probability is still too high. And okay. there are, because the computer, the AI system learns on a data real time, <clears throat> basically all the cameras are processing images and then um, learning on these images, okay, and uh, classifying images, for example, here's a bicycle, here's a person walking through the street, here's a tree, and, and so on, and so on, and so on. And um, the system is still not learned enough to uh, be like integrated in our everyday life. Okay. It's here, it's here, but it's still bad. Okay. In, in my hands. Um, I, one of my, uh, an influential book that I've read within the last three years is uh, Homo Deus. Mm -hmm. Have you read it at all? No, never heard about it. So it's, it's really, uh, so, so this author, Yuval Harari, he wrote like a brief history of humankind. So he kind of mm -hmm. looks at it from a, like a scientific perspective of like human history. Yeah. And then Homo Deus is about the future. And okay. so he does talk about like AI and algorithms and like data um, and the, like the main ideas that humans are now trying to live like healthier, happier and longer. And so in the future, we'll focus a lot on biotechnology. Do you do, you do anything with biotechnology? No. Uh, it's absolutely not my sphere, and I. Okay, I don't know it, science stuff. I kind of lump everything together. I feel like sometimes. Uh, no, no, no. The, the, the biggest point somehow. Uh, I was uh, since since my school time, I was pretty bad. Chemistry. It was one of my worst subjects. Uh, biology, the second worst subject, like from the from the bottom. Uh -huh. And somehow I don't feel connected at all to to medicine to biotechnology because it has to do a lot of with with biology yeah and uh i i let another people like other people try to to um improve the industry but i will focus more on um on renewable energies i would say okay 
yeah, tell me more about uh, you said renewable energies, right? Yeah. What are what are some renewable energies you see making an impact in the future? Um, solar energy for sure. Uh, that's why, for example, I worked in a solar. Startup. So what? So what happens when when Hamburg has barely any sunlight? Uh, wind turbines, like uh, wind plants. Uh. That's uh, that's a main um, main um, renewable energy source here. Okay. In in in, in Nordic countries, uh, for example, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, also Hamburg um, has a lot a lot of uh, wind plants. Even some some um, solar panels, but uh, under five percent maybe. So basically, it's more about uh, in the nor northern countries wind plant, in the southern countries um, solar panels. And um, to my mind, once we achieve like a lot of solar um, panels on the rooftops or a lot of wind plants, the the biggest problem will be. Uh, how we can uh, haul, like save all the energy and how can we interact with this energy because mm. you cannot control sun or you cannot control wind. Uh, and uh, the point is two painful points will be storage, energy okay. storage and um, integration and energy integration, uh, basically about like something uh, like smart grid smart grids uh, where supply and demand of different households will be uh, merged like on a, uh, in a in a system it's about big data it's about data science and um, then somehow with all these grids um, energy should be transmitted from point a to point b from point b to point a so um, that's it'll be a big problem because a lot of sun for example uh -huh. but not 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 that much energy is needed and vice versa in 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 winter less sun but a lot of energy is needed because you have to warm up your you know your your household you have to um you need more light you need more you, you uh, stay more time at home and basically that's um that will be the biggest point i would say Interesting. So how, how far away are we from, from that where like renewable energy is part of this like smart grid? Mm. Oh, pretty far away. Uh, I can't say, give you a number. I've heard about some researches in, in Austria about smart grids and they're doing pretty well in, in um, developing and integrating um, that kind of things because uh, I, I think mainly it's because of uh, uh, because of uh, how the systems are constructed in Austria uh, energy systems uh, and energy grids uh, like these traditional energy grids. Uh, but I don't know, twenty years as well, thirty years maybe, okay. uh, forty years. It's uh, it's a very complex pro problem and very complex sphere. Um, it's very interesting, and I I, I want to be a part of it as well uh -huh. one day maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's um, very very complex. What what excites you coming up within the next five years? Sorry, I, I, because of internet connection. Can you repeat your question, please? Yeah, what's something that excites you? that you see happening within the next five years? What excites me? Um, definitely new jobs that will be here that we've never seen before. Uh, and uh, that's something that I'm really happy about. Of what course, kind of jobs? I don't know. Uh, let's say uh, we were talking about smart grids. And uh, let's assume that um, it will be a trend, more or less, if we have renewable energies, for example, here in, here in um, uh, Europe, it's a big goal to be 100% uh, on the clean energies, like renewable energies in 2050. And if you want to be like completely 
zero um, carbon dioxide, like zero emissions um, um, country, you have to deal with energy uh, consumption, supply, demand, and all these integrations and stuff. And if we're taking smart grids, plenty of jobs, you have to design, like for example, system engineer for smart grids. So it, there is no job as a system engineer for smart grids, but it will be definitely a job within, I don't know, 20 years, let's say, or 30 years. And um, in every sphere, you take biotechnology, you take healthcare, e-commerce, uh, I don't know, um, aircraft, uh, there will be new, um, new um, let's say, new professions. And I'm really excited about it because that's new sphere, that's something new that society never seen before. That, that's great. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so is, is, would you say Hamburg is a pretty technology forward city? Mm, I would say Berlin is more, um, technology, okay. um, forward city and Hamburg is more, um, more financial city. Like there is a lot of finance here, a lot of banks and a lot of, um, uh, a lot of real estate companies, but not about technology. So okay. if you want a startup or if you want to found a startup, so Hamburg, it's not the best option. It's a good option, but it's not the best option. Okay. Let's say. Um, how have you applied your data scientist thinking and skills to other areas of life? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. And um, uh, that's how I learned actually my whole life. Uh, basically, my... Um, entire life i everything i i can do right now i've learned by myself or with the help of my parents because they let me be curious and develop not develop yeah develop and explore things and um recently i was at a doctor it was four weeks ago i guess three weeks ago and i had some problems with blood pressure it okay. was a bit high and the doctor told me, okay, hey, um, you have to monitor your, um, your blood pressure for like one week or something. And if it's like below 130, it's okay. Uh, but if it's above, come to me. And I came up with the idea, what if I can predict my blood pressure? It's an absolutely insane idea. And it's, it has no uh, um, scientific evidence at all, but it's just for fun. What if I could um, um, predict my blood pressure based on, for example, moon phase or uh, international space station uh, location in a in a atmosphere like in yeah. in, in in a space or um, deep, many different features or weather or I don't know uh, pressure uh, outside. And I've started doing my project. Um, yeah, since three weeks, I uh, tried to gain data. I have even here, I can show you. Uh, <laughs> this the, is great. Yeah. Oh, uh, so it's basically uh, uh, my, uh, my tool to uh, measure blood pressure. And yeah, um, on top of it, I will do some machine learning and probably I will write a Medium article on it. One day okay. when I'll have enough data of my blood of my blood pressure yeah. and uh, yeah I'll post it on Medium I'll let you know yeah what's something what's something that like average people can collect data on that will help them make decisions in their life uh, can you a bit specify your question because yeah for me it's a bit a bit a bit more it's very vague. Uh, when we're talking data, yeah, what's what's something that's easy to collect data on that can be useful to people? The, um, in the first line, there is a lot of data already outside, like out there. Uh, one more example: um, everyone uses Spotify. Spotify, a great platform, super uh, application. Yeah, and they have API, so you can access your data and um, see 
your playlists uh, and a lot of uh, lot of um, a lot of parameters about songs you are listening to and where is this so if i pull up the app right now no it's uh, it's uh, an api uh, and it's like uh, a bit more uh, programming uh, side of a of a question uh, spotify api if you google it you will find it's like a spotify tool for developers so okay. that they can access data uh, from spotify and use it in um, various ways and that's how for example i analyzed my spotify playlist music trends taste yeah uh, for, and basically i wanted to ask answer the question uh, do i listen more melancholic music in the winter rather than in summer for example yeah or how, how many songs i've added in december uh, comparing to august and that there is a lot of data out there Already. They do that end of the year thing is that that's Sorry? they do spotify does that like end of the year thing where they show you like your top yeah. listen to songs is that is that different than what you're saying like uh, you, what you're saying you can go even deeper on this right yes but uh what they are doing it's uh ba basically almost the same okay almost the same but it, with a very short very very beautiful cover on top of it okay uh, yeah, but what I'm doing, it's basically basically the same. Do you wear a smartwatch? No, no, I'm 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 still old school. Yeah, but but uh, but smartwatches uh, is also a gr great source of data, um, yeah. and um, as I said, you take um, you take uh, this tool to to measure blood pressure. Mm -hmm. You do it like. 1000 times and you have data for for enough data to start some project with you know yeah and um everything can be transformed to data you open your window you look how many cars are going from left to right and from right to left you calculate you make them some differences and that's that's the data and then you apply like some filters you do some pitch engineering and that that that's the, the most fun part of, of data science and of, of uh, this kind of statistical thinking and trying to deconstruct problems on a really fundamental low level so that um, yeah so that it can be it can be uh, transformed to something new that yeah. that's the most fun uh, part and it's a good point to earn money also uh, Definitely, there is a company out there. I don't know, maybe uh, what kind of company, but one hundred percent out there. There is a company who will need this data about cars from going from left to right and from right to left. And you can sell this data if you count it, and you can earn some money as well. I mean, that's um, that's. You have to be also a bit creative, I would say. Yeah. Uh, what about this? What about this idea? Could you? Like say, say I live in Chicago. Could I go yeah. downtown and in the month of July take notes on all the types of people at Buckingham Fountain? Could I do something with that data? For sure. There's definitely a company who will need this data or, or, or at least this um, art of, um, this art of, uh, um, concepting together this data uh, yeah. for, for sure for sure so 100% i mean so anything could become data yes wow that's incredible yeah that uh, that, that that's the most fun part of it um all right so so switching gears a little bit uh it seems like you've explored other European countries. What yeah. have some of your favorite places been and experiences? That's a good question. I, uh, I like traveling. I'm really a big fan of traveling. Um, and um, uh, the one of the best experiences I've, I've ever had uh, was in Norway. Okay. Norway yeah, you mentioned... You mentioned it before. Norway is an amazing country. Okay. Amazing, amazing people. Very freaking cold. 
but uh, it's <laughs> it's really amazing nature with amazing um, amazing um, amazing attitude to life as well. So okay. uh, and um, uh, basically, it was October 2020, 2019. Uh, I was thinking about doing something great. Like literally, I woke up. Uh, and I felt something in my head. So, you know, like buzzing and saying, hey, you have to do something. You have to, to do something something cool that you've never done before. And um, at the end of the day, I came up with the idea to go hitchhiking because I've never been hitchhiking alone uh, okay. through Norway from West Coast to Oslo. It's like around 600 kilometers from Bergen to Oslo, oh, to two wow. major cities in, in Norway. And it was in February. Uh, in Norway, and it was it was so much fun. You're uh, really going to be alone on the trails then. I was completely alone uh, the whole week, I guess. Uh, no, um, the hitchhiking was um, two days, three days. Okay. But um, I also booked some some hostel to stay in in Bergen in in Oslo, and with my girlfriend, for example, I I visited uh, Stavanger. Okay. Uh, another city in Norway but it was another trip before amazing city and we've climbed a, a huge fjord uh, till the top it was like 600 meters I guess so okay and, and it's so breathtaking you you um, climb up and, and uh, at one specific point you um, move your head up and you see this whole mountain and fjord and uh, all these um, glaciers insane really uh one day if you have if you have an opportunity do it for, for real wow wow that's cool but if we take um other countries or other experiences um um uh netherlands are pretty nice okay um very interesting um country with um its own um some let's say, um, culture and um, very interesting attitude to life as well. What's, what's their kind of attitude towards life? Uh, towards life, it's, um, they're more relaxed, I would say. Okay. Probably, probably it's also has to do with, um, with a, a, a wheat legalization in there. Yeah. But uh, people are really more relaxed and more calm. And you can see, and they're more international. They're really mm -hmm. very diverse. For example, you can see a lot of couples. Uh, one is uh, a blind guy and uh, she's, for example, from, 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 I don't know, from, from Indonesia. Okay. Or a or, um, white guy with some, um, I don't know, Afro-American um, girl, completely yeah. normal in, in Netherlands. And the first time I was really like, whoa, Okay, so it's really that's a lot of this in in Netherlands, and that's not the common thing you can see in Germany, for example. And you can forget about this in Belarus. So interesting. What are some What are some other areas? Some other areas. Um, they have good painters. The uh, the Netherlands. Architect yeah, architecture yeah. as well. Architecture, uh, very nice. Um, there is a one um, city in uh, in Netherlands, and it's called Delft. If you have an opportunity, um, Google it. Amazing, small uh, student city. Uh, What's it? I, how do you spell it? Delft. D e l f t, and it's um, it's in a actually it's, I guess it's in the middle. Oh yeah, I see it now. Ama amazing, uh, small student city uh, in Netherlands. Very nice. Wow. To my mind, it's the most beautiful city in the whole uh, Netherlands. Who? Where? Delft. Delft. Okay. The small yeah, city. Yeah, I have some is... photos up here. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, the architecture, it, that's what's cool. Like as an American, we don't have that old type of architecture that Europe has. 
yeah uh, it's it's pretty neat to look at um, absolutely it's um very um it's very very um historical and sometimes you feel yourself like i don't know um a guy back in a 17th century like going through the street it's it's pretty nice yeah uh what are some places you would like to visit um the first one would be definitely iceland mm. and i want to see northern lights in iceland okay uh I'm I'm pretty Nordic guy. I'm a big fan of Nordic. Yeah, you like these cold <laughs> these cold areas. Yeah, because I'm 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 more Nordic, <laughs> Nordic, yeah. uh, Nordic um, kind of um, kind of person. Um, Ireland on the St. Patrick's Day. Okay. I I want experience. I I want to experience it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's incredible, and if we talk about like warmer countries and warmer uh -huh. warmer regions it will be um definitely uh caribbean sea okay J jamaica um cuba um uh, it's it's pretty interesting over there i guess i've heard i've heard many stories about um, about cuba and about about um uh, haiti and and, and 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 so on and uh, i'm really curious i'm really keen to to uh, to, to to see and to to visit it but yeah. it's a bit a bit long um long distance um from from here yeah and as, a, as a student pretty unpayable let's yeah. say yeah <laughs> we were uh we took a trip to miami in may oh and uh miami miami's cool the u the u.s it's like it's so large that you can get different climates in different areas and uh big cuban population in miami and uh yeah, it's like a totally different culture in Miami. It's pretty cool. Well, a lot of a lot of it's like kind of like a actually when you talk about Hamburg being a port city and all these containers, that's very similar to Miami. Miami has just like it's a massive port and it's it seems like kind of like the hub of the Caribbean in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Um it's definitely on my on my in my bucket list to visit um US one day. And moreover, I want to I wanna do like kind of round trip over the United okay. States. Uh, you have a lot of cool places over there. Uh, yeah. Not only United States, also with some um, Canada and, and Alaska. Okay. But yeah, but, yeah, but uh, not in the next um, three or four years or five years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite questions to ask. Uh, wrapping, one of my favorite questions to ask wrapping up yeah. here. What's something you're curious about recently? Uh, uh, once, uh, I guess it was like also a week ago or something, uh, I woke up and I've asked myself, I have no idea why, uh, how can you, uh, how can you uh, calculate surprise? Mm. Is it possible to be surprised? Is surprise something that can be calculated let's say yeah. and uh then i did some research uh and i've written um actually a medium um article by the way uh, about uh is it possible to be surprised and there is a statistical concept uh names um entropy statistical entropy information entropy okay and that's what we are talking about when we're talking about surprise so basically it's about probability and some map Run about it okay. and you can calculate how can how surprised you can be uh, with a specific event or a specific um, specific um variable x let's say it's pretty, that's what i was curious about recently but uh, yeah that's it but if we take talk about like um in general uh, i would say self-driving cars self-driving cars okay it, it, pretty interesting topic yeah to think about and to 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 um read about yeah yeah that's a fascinating one the future is going to be really interesting absolutely absolutely yeah well 
this has been a real pleasure. Thanks for coming on. This is this is awesome. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. It was, it was I'm, I was really excited to, to, to be as a guest here for them. And um, it was really um, a nice experience to be a guest here. Yeah, why don't you uh, share with listeners your Medium page? Uh, excuse me, my internet connection is... Oh, yeah. Share with listeners your, your Medium uh, uh, website address. Uh, how can I share it? I can pronounce it, but... Pronounce it, yeah. <laughs> you can type in, in Medium in, a, in this um, search bar. Vlad, B-L-A-D, Yashin, Y-A-S-H-A. E N. So, um, yeah, that's it. There we go. Yeah, I'm excited to check out more of these uh, articles that you've written. That'll be good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Vlad on Instagram and Medium at Vlad Yashin. Have an insightful day.